Hello, I'm Steve Henning, the Senior Director of Marketing at Work Truck Solutions. And today we're chatting with Jason Savino on behalf of Commercial Vehicle Pro. Jason, welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And if you would, let's start with this. Maybe give us a quick introduction. Just tell us a little bit about yourself, essentially where you work today and in what capacity, and then we'll take it from there. Yeah, so I'm Jason Savino. I'm the marketing director for the All-American Auto Group. And, um, you know, our auto group consists of uh, about seven dealerships throughout New Jersey. Um, We have locations in Old Bridge, Point Pleasant, Hackensack, and Paramus. Um, And we cover, you know, Ford, Ford commercial trucks, Jordan tow trucks, Isuzu box trucks, and uh, Subaru. And then, of course, uh, a lot of used car centers throughout New Jersey as well. So um, I'm in charge of the marketing for the whole group. I have a wonderful marketing team that's helped me out. You know, we deal with all the websites, all the social media, all the advertising, uh, all of the vendors, a a whole host of things. And then I'm also kind of um, still in training as a a sales manager. So I've been a sales manager for a few months now, kind of getting, you know, my, my foot in the water there and learning that aspect of the business as well. Okay. Well, great. That sounds like a fantastic operation. And we might, we might dive into the, the nuances of the marketing aspect versus sales. Uh, if we have time, I'd love to hear a little more about that as well, if you wouldn't yeah. mind. Okay. Well, great. Uh, so let's do this. We'll, we'll sort of go back to the beginning. And if you would just share a bit with kind of your background, um, you know, really where you grew up, education, maybe jobs you had uh, prior to joining the, uh, the All-American Auto Group. Uh, and, and probably the big one is how did you end up in the commercial vehicle business? Yeah, so my uh, my father owned a small Ford dealership on Long Island, uh, New York. It was called uh, Abel Ford of Rockville Center. Mm-hmm. And uh, he held every major position within that dealership. So he actually started as a 15-year-old unlicensed parts driver um, <laughs> and then kind of worked his way up. And he did everything in service department. He did everything in the sales department. And ultimately, in 2003, he was able to purchase the dealership and become dealer principal. Um, That's right around the time when, you know, every once in a while during the summers when I was off from school, I would work in the prep department there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, cleaning cars, getting them prepped for a new car delivery. So um, I started very early on um, in his dealership. And then, uh, you know, over the years, he kept growing it, kept growing it. And then by 2008, Ford had offered him the opportunity to purchase Oasis Ford and Subaru of Mm -hmm. Old Bridge, New Jersey. So we actually uprooted our entire family. We moved from Long Island, New York to New Jersey. Um, You know, we're in central Jersey now here in Old Bridge. And uh, he got the Old Bridge location that's now part of the All-American Auto Group. So he has business partners, the Selman Brothers. They own um, some of the stores in the Auto Group and uh, their business partners. You know, we all kind of work together as Mm -hmm. as this group. And um, they brought me in, you know, after college, I went, uh, got my master's degree at the University of Scranton. I then uh, worked in the city uh, at Ogilvy and Mather. It's a very large advertising agency sure. in the city. So I worked there for about three or four years. And then um, him and his business partners, um, the Selmans, they kept buying dealerships around New Jersey. So they had added our Point Pleasant location. They added a Mazda dealership at the time. And they wanted to bring somebody in to really take control and rein in our marketing efforts as a group. So I kind of came in as that umbrella and kind of took everything over and consolidated a lot of it and um, been in my position now for, uh, I think, just over six years. That's a really neat story. So uh, beyond that, 
how about outside of work? I, I'm hoping you have a good work-life balance. What kind of things do you like to do outside of outside of the dealership? Yeah, so I'm happily married with three kids, a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a four-month-old. So uh, they, they keep me busy. They keep I me bet busy they do. <laughs> yeah, really, me and my wife, we love to travel. Um, you know, we used to travel a lot before our children, and then, mm-hmm. you know, we were with them for a while, and then obviously the pandemic happened, so that kind of sure. hurt um, travel a lot. Um but yeah, no, my, my kids are everything to me. Um, great work-life balance because, you know, my father um, is a great boss and a great owner for us. And uh, he encourages that. Of course, you know, it is his uh, his son and then his grandkids that uh, mm-hmm. he's allowing to uh, spend time together. So, um, you know, it's great. Yeah, it's great. That's fantastic. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing all that. So let's let's shift back a little bit maybe to, to talking a bit more about the dealership specifically um, and one, I'm I'm really interested in your background in uh, in the ad agency and, and what you carried over from that into the dealership. Are there are there tidbits or even you know big things that you took from that? You said we need to apply this in the automotive space that maybe others have not before. Yeah, there was. I, I was an account executive there. I got promoted a couple times during my few years there. Um, I worked on one of their biggest accounts, which was IBM back then. Oh yeah. Uh, so, you know, we we did a lot of B2B advertising. Um, so I think that actually helped me more than anything with the commercial truck space. Um, so I did carry a lot of the stuff. You know, we were kind of cutting edge with social media back then mm-hmm. um, and advertising to those businesses um, trying to sell the IBM servers. So there, there was some cor- correlation for sure with me trying to then come here and try and promote, advertise, and... Um, you know, get those commercial trucks out to other businesses and how to do that. So um, I would say, yes, I, I took a lot of the social media aspects, um, a lot of the email marketing that was big with B2B, especially back then. Um, right. th- there was definitely a, a lot of correlation with it and helped out a lot. And, you know, with commercial trucks, uh, it's always something different. And, um, you know, so many different sized uh, fleets out there with these companies, especially here in Central Jersey. And we sell a lot into New York City as well. So that kind of, you know, varies in size with a lot of these companies. So Sure, sure. What what have you seen over the last couple of years? And, and you know, probably as we've gotten into more of the, the inventory challenges and so forth, have you had to shift your, your strategy from a marketing perspective or is it pretty much stay the course? No, we've definitely shifted. I mean, there's a different message now, right? Like as as one of the top commercial truck dealerships in the country, our message was always, you know, largest selection. And mm-hmm. that was that was the key. We we always had more trucks than anybody. We had more of the upfit choices than anybody around mm-hmm. here. Um, and we knew how to manage that and, and companies knew it. And then with the pandemic, obviously, all of that went away. So our main competitive advantage of the largest selection, it mm-hmm. really did kind of go away. Now, we still had the largest selection, but instead of having, you know, 300 commercial trucks on the ground compared to our competitor with 10, now it was, you know, we have 20 on the ground to our competitor having zero. So it's like, right. it really, it, it changed the scale of things drastically. But, mm-hmm. so, you know, we, we got a little bit different with our messaging, the advertising avenues um, and some of the tax tactics that we use definitely changed a lot, um, became more about the individual vehicles and not just, you know, them as a group. So mm-hmm. there were definitely some changes from an advertising standpoint with the pandemic. Sure. Yeah. I think everybody probably experienced that. So that that's great. Thanks for sharing that with us. How about from a technology perspective? Is there uh, technology that you use today that you just couldn't live without or even, 
you know, technology that you've seen in other industries that you'd like to see migrate over to the automotive space? Yeah, that, that's a that's a great question, especially when it comes to commercial trucks, because a lot of the manufacturers, even Ford Motor Company, you know, they focus a lot of their vendors and their vendor partnerships on retail Ford units. And a lot of it is different than commercial trucks and the outfits that come along with that, obviously. So the best example is, you know, the website. When we found Work Truck Solutions, it completely changed the environment in which and how we sell these commercial vehicles because they completely changed how we were able to display them on our digital showroom, our website. Mm -hmm. So while the other website providers were fantastic and great at displaying new Fords and used vehicles, they always had a tough time really differentiating the commercial trucks, the upfits, the different versions of upfits, you know, and how a business owner uses a website to search for the vehicle that they need for their business. Completely sure. different than a regular customer searching for a vehicle. So I would say the website was the biggest change. And obviously, Work Truck Solutions helped us a ton with that. Um, just the way they display the inventory, the way they allow, you know, usability from the business owner standpoint to search for the truck they need and the upfit and the upfit information is key too, because that's always been a struggle. You know, these upfits, there's tons of them. It's tough to get the information from them. Sometimes tough to even get the specs on from their website. So, I mean, work truck solutions, bringing that all together has made a gigantic difference from a technology standpoint. Well, that's, that's great to hear. I'm slightly biased, of course, but I love to hear about that. How about uh, anything you've seen, like I say, from other industries, anything that, that you would say, boy, if only we could take this to the commercial uh, space, that would be wonderful. Yeah. And especially during the pandemic, right? A lot of the industry shifted with their technology. You saw restaurants doing a lot more of the DoorDash and the delivery, right. um, you know, a lot more pickup, stuff like that. A lot of other industry apps and websites changed to make it, you know, less contact. So contact list became, you know, mm -hmm. a, a huge key in marketing for so many different industries. So we did get a lot better and we adjusted a lot during the pandemic. We did a lot mm -hmm. more offsite deliveries. You know, obviously we we're able to deliver before the pandemic. We've sure. always offered that even from a service perspective, we've offered complimentary pickup and delivery in service okay. for a while. You just saw that really, really pick up during the pandemic. Because, uh, again, people didn't want to leave their homes and, and contact list was this idea that, you know, everybody wanted. So that's right. continued since. And from a technology standpoint, I mean, it's about getting a little bit better with your service scheduler and making sure that that can, you know, take in appointments and that you're advertising the delivery, the pickup and um, drop off and stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, there's various things that we've gotten better at with the iPad from a selling standpoint where, mm -hmm. you know, can you do e-contracting on it? Can you do signatures on the iPad? So we're, we're still working on that. The technology there and getting around some of the legality of it with, you know, do you need a wet signature for this or can you right. sign an iPad? There's still little nuances that are pretty interesting that I think a lot of people don't realize. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're still kind of getting there with that. So there are still definitely some opportunities when it comes to technology and making us better in the commercial space, you know, across our industry, across our country. Right. Oh, that's great insight. I'd like to go back to something you said a moment ago, uh, talking about the pandemic specifically and the fact that obviously uh, people were very interested in the contactless approach. Uh, it's interesting because historically, on the commercial side of the business, especially, it's been a lot about relationships and, and yeah. the personal interactions. Have you seen, uh, has it damaged that at all? Has it shifted 
the way people interact now? Do you expect it to go back to more of that as we go forward and, and hopefully climb fully out of, of the pandemic? Yeah, I think it's interesting because from a commercial standpoint, we're mostly dealing with business owners, businesses, and fleet companies, right? So mm -hmm. they're dealing with the same exact thing and how they need to deal with their customers. So they're actually the most understanding of the whole contactless process. Okay. Um, although, like you said, they're probably bigger on relationships even than the regular customer. You know, mm -hmm. if you're buying, you know, 50 trucks from us a year, it's a little bit different than just buying one truck from us as sure. a regular customer. So we, you know, we've always been great with the relationships in general, but it, it is, it's a different customer and it's a different customer type. But again, they're, they're some of the more understanding ones with the mm -hmm. pandemic because they have to deal with that with their customers. So they've, they've been quick to adapt to it. We have as well, you know, we got into zoom and FaceTime and, you know, try and do as much video as we can. Sure. Um, so that helps a lot. And again, the business owners are used to that. So they're trying to do that with their customers. They understand why we're trying to do it. So I don't think that aspect of it has really hurt anything. Okay. I think it took a little bit for some people in the industry to get used to that and to want to do it. Um, and again, the technology, yes, there's Zoom. Yes, there's FaceTime. But from an auto industry, you're still talking about how does that integrate with the CRM? How does that integrate with your DMS? How does that integrate with some of the other tools you have? So there are still challenges there for sure. But everybody seems very understanding. We've now dealt with this, you know, for what feels like forever, but it's been at least a couple of years now. So, um, you know, there, there's that aspect of it as well. Okay. That makes a lot of sense, especially when you when you frame it that way. Um, I, I'm curious have you gotten any um, ideas, insight from your business customers or vice versa, where you're sharing ideas and concepts? Because as you said, they're in business as well. So they're also experiencing the same things you are. Has there been any of that knowledge sharing happening? There definitely has. We we love to pull examples and best practices and, and you know good case studies from these companies because our commercial truck manager has been here forever. He's wonderful, uh, Randy Rudd. Our commercial truck team in general, a lot of them have been here for years and years and years. So they have these great relationships with these businesses. So mm -hmm. they do talk about some of that stuff. They share what's going on in their industry and in the world right now um, from a customer standpoint. So there are some you know, things that we share with them as well. They share with us. There's mm -hmm. some process changes that we've, you know, adjusted based on little nuances from those conversations. So right. that's that's part of the relationship building. And, and that's been great so far. OK, well, great. Thanks for sharing that with us as well. Um, last question that that I've got on my mind anyway, and that is when you get up in the morning, what what excites you uh, about coming into the store and, and conducting business? I'm sure there's something that really drives you beyond maybe your kids getting up and <laughs> waking you up. But from a business perspective, what what gets you up and going in the morning from a work perspective? Yeah, right now I'm up all night with the newborn. So uh, <laughs> I don't really get, uh, you know, get up and uh, get excited about something. We're already up. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, right now for me personally, it, it, it's been a crazy year because, you know, I started the sales manager position while I still have my marketing team. Um, again, my marketing team's fantastic. We just added a, a team member to it. So mm -hmm. Um, when I wake up, I, I like the, that every day is different. You know, I have all of my marketing stuff and the interactions with the vendors and all the different advertising stuff that I have to do throughout the day. That changes every day and it's never the same. And then the sales manager stuff so far has been different every day. You get to interact mm -hmm. with different customers. 
Um, it, it's been crazy, you know, with the pandemic and some days you have no inventory on the ground to sell. Some days right. you have a couple units, you know, you're, you're focusing on factory orders. It's just every day is different and every customer interaction is different. So it, it, it keeps me, keeps me busy and, uh, it, it's always something different. So it's exciting. <laughs> well, I would imagine having, having three kids at home, three young kids at home, uh, probably was fairly good training for you to wear two different hats yep. and be able to balance that a bit. Uh, yeah. Do you find are are you having to shift every day back and forth between the two roles, or is it you know Monday, Wednesday, Friday is sales manager role, Tuesday, Thursday is marketing, or is it just kind of bouncing back and forth? It, it, it's bouncing back and forth. I feel like I'm being dribbled uh, like a basketball between the two. <laughs> um, yeah, no, like, like I said, I, I can't say enough good things about my marketing team. I can't say enough good things throughout the group, every department we have. I mean one of the things that makes us great is our family owned and operated aspect. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my father's still the dealer principal. I run the day-to-day operations with my two older brothers. My oldest brother's general manager here in Old Bridge. My middle brother's the fixed ops director. So he's in charge of service and parts for the whole location. Mm -hmm. And then we help out with various other stores in the group. So that family owned and operated structure, it's led to the fact that we also have some of the longest tenured general managers and general sales managers throughout the group. So we are like a big family here. So our, our commercial truck department here in Oldbridge as well, some of the longest tenured employees and managers that we have. So they make it easy. You know, uh, I wish we could strike that from the record because they'll hear that and, and they'll run with it. But, um, you know, same thing with my marketing team. They, they make it easy. So there is a lot to do on the day-to-day basis between the two jobs um, and the two positions. But uh, we have strong teams and, and, and we get through it good. Well, well, we'll see what we can do on the editing side of things, if we can help you out with striking that part. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would imagine your team would love to hear that. And clearly, when, when you've got a strong team and people that have been with you for a long time and know what they're doing, that makes a world of difference without it, question. It's one of the most important aspects from a, a commercial truck standpoint, too, mm-hmm. right? The, these business owners, they're all family-owned and operated for the most part. You know, they're concerned about their families and their livelihoods and they have, you know, employees that have been there forever, too. So they get it. So they love coming here and saying seeing the same faces. They love coming here and dealing with the same person over and over again, mm-hmm. um, you know, from our regular customers to our commercial truck customers. So it makes a big difference. The the family owned that operated aspect of it and that long tenured staff. I, I can't put enough emphasis on that. Um, and I do try and put that out in our advertising all the time. And I don't think it gets out there enough. I, I don't think people realize the difference. You know, you have a lot of our competitors that I'm not going to speak ill about, but, you know, they call themselves family owned operated and it's really a dealer principal in Florida half the year and, you right. know, rarely sees the store. So it, it is a big difference here. It's something we're very, very proud of. I know it's something my father's very proud of and, and mm-hmm. me and my brothers and the whole staff really. Well, I would say that comes through just in, in our short time having this conversation that that really comes through that, you practice what you preach. I think that's pretty clear. So, okay. Well, Jason, thanks so much for joining us today. Um, I wish you all the continued success and hopefully we can do this again and maybe get an update on, on how things are going for you. Definitely. I appreciate it. And uh, this was great. Thanks a lot, Steve. All right, Jason. Thank you much. Thank you.